In this episode, my friend Tyrone and I have a great conversation. It goes long, so we're making two parts out of it. But I'm convinced that if a listener will listen to both parts, they'll know with clarity and certainty whether they even want to pursue the idea of becoming your own banker. And if they do, they'll know what to do. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome to the Bank with Life podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery, and I'm excited today to have my friend and client on, Tyrone. He's very gracious. He's, uh, you know, gracious enough to come on as a guest and share his uh, experience and his journey with the infinite banking concept and becoming your own banker. And I'm pleased to have him, and uh, he's salt of the earth. I think you'll enjoy listening to him. I know I've been looking forward to it you know, for several weeks now. And uh, actually, I've been looking forward to it longer than that because I hope he shares eventually in this conversation what he shared with me about his mother. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love her and I've never met her. Okay, enough about your mom, Tyrone. Welcome, sir. How are you? Um, uh, I'm doing great, James. Uh, It's um, good to be here. And, And I, too, was looking forward to this time and um, I was a little bit nervous at first about coming on, but you know, I, I began to think. Uh, you know, I've been involved. Um, I've, pro- I've been practicing now for close to two, well, right at two years. And with what this experience has been for me, I think it's so positive that uh, I, I think others need to hear. You know, if I can help somebody see the vision, uh, you know, I think I will have done. Uh, you know. Uh, benefit to someone so i'm glad to be here well thanks and and you know somebody you know you're you just you and your story and what you share is going to help somebody whether we get to find that out or not or how we get to find that out you know is really neither here nor there but the you will i believe you'll help somebody i think that uh that's why i like clients and friends to come on to share their experience because when Whoever we are, wherever we're at in our life, whenever we're exposed to the idea of becoming your own banker, it's really foreign concept. It's a really foreign concept. Yeah. It's counterintuitive to the way we think, and it's a direct opposite of what we've been told to do with our money. So, mm-hmm. and I'm me too. You know, this has been my that was my experience, um, but then that really kind of creates a conflict to what the way we've been thinking in there or you know, what we understand about money. So I think people listening to other real life people share their experience just ultimately helps, you know? So yeah, I'm yeah. excited. So two years ago, how did you, you know, share with us how you even were exposed <laughs> to this idea? Man, it, it's a, it's a long story, but I'll say this. I got time. Okay, okay great, great, great. Uh, it, it, it's man, it, it really was a, a, a almost a match made in heaven because I actually was looking for this concept before I knew I was looking for this concept, and and so when the, I can I can remember the moment I I, I heard it, it it clicked. You know, I remember what I was doing. I was you, you know something. You may encounter something that was maybe a, a, a something major in life, and you can remember the moment when. And, and so I can remember what I was doing when I heard it. 
and and it, it resonated with me. And I says, oh, that's what I've been looking for. But but not to get so far ahead of that, James. Let me just tell you how I got how I got started here. Uh, my beautiful wife Denise and I we have uh, been blessed to have eight children. You know she. Uh, so you're talking about salt of the earth. This woman is incredible, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, we've had eight children. And so they're all grown now. And what kind of helped me get to this this moment, uh, um, James, is um, I was sitting at work one day and my oldest daughter called me. She says, she says, uh, Dad, uh, my oldest daughter, Deidre, she says, Dad, I, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about buying a car. Uh, can you, why don't you meet me at the car dealers after work today and, you know, you help me kick a few tires and, and, and you know, I said, okay, I'll, I'll be there. And so I go and, and we go to the Honda dealer and, and, and uh, you know, so she purchases her car and I'm kind of in on that, you know, the dealing. So I know, you know, the financials and this and that and the other. So a month later, my oldest son calls. Hey, Dad, you know, I'm going to go pick out a car. Why don't you come help me, you know, just, just kick a few tires. <laughs> okay, son, I'll be there. So, James, to make a long story short, within, oh, relatively uh, a year's time, I'm sitting there with seven of the eight kids having purchased vehicles, mm. including my truck. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm in on all the financials, so I know what the deals were and, and this type of thing. And so <laughs> I found myself one day just pacing through the house. And Denise, my wife, says, she says, hon, what's, what's wrong? And I says, well, I'm just thinking about all of the interest that we are paying on these car notes. You know, you're talking about eight vehicles. And she says, well, and, 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 and to throw the figure out, I think it was something like 43K or something like that by the time all of you know, the volume of interest was paid. And I just thought that was, an, uh, maybe that's not a lot to someone, but to me, that's, that's quite a bit of money. And I just kept thinking like, there has to be a way that... Uh, I could, I mean, instead of this money going to the bank or going to, you know, the, the financer, there's got to be something better than this. So she says, uh, well, honey, look, don't let it bother you. I mean, it's not coming all out of your pocket. I mean, the kids are, you know, they're able to pay their own. That's, I said, nah, I understand that. I says, it's not out of my pocket directly, but yet it is because we're talking about my my progeny. <laughs> We're talking about my posterity. And that feels like that's coming out of my pocket, especially with dad sitting there while the deals were done. So I, I felt like James, some man was in the back room somewhere, you know, <laughs> you know with the stogie, you know, he's gotten over on me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I remember saying these words. I, I remember pointing this finger in the air and, and I told my wife and I said these words. I said, this will never happen again. This will never happen again. And what I meant was I, I will I never saw, I never wanted to see us as a family 
giving this kind of money and paying this kind of interest away from us. It just inherently, I just felt like that something should have stayed with us. And so I didn't know what that meant. I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if you had a large sum of money, then, you know, maybe, you know, <laughs> you could buy cars, kids pay it back and, and, and you know, that type thing. And so I, 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 I um, went so far as to think, well, OK, well, you know, you it take a quite a sum of money, pool of money to do that. Uh, didn't want to get into things like 401k. Number one, you probably couldn't get enough of it out. Number two, wouldn't want to interrupt that anyway. But it, it, I just realized I needed something that would allow me to have access to a large pool of money, something that would allow me to make my purchases, but yet, you know, it's, as crazy as this may sound, I, why am I giving all this interest to somebody? Now, keep in mind, I don't know, like I said, the concept started coming to me before I knew the concept. But to me, that just makes sense. You know, why am I, I it just seemed like inherently I, I, I want to keep that. <laughs> you know, I, so I, I kind of want my cake and eat it too, I guess. Uh, but that's how I was feeling. You know, and, I, no, go ahead, keep going. I don't and, and so with, with that thought process, James, that's kind of how, I, I got to this point so far, you know, just uh, uh, that was the motivating force, the motivating factor to looking for something or, or thinking of a way where I can make that happen. And you covered a lot of ground there. I love that. Uh, so no <laughs> one to go. No, no, there's I love it. That's no. Uh, this is what people need to hear. And because we all think this at some level for some period of time, you know, um, I love the, 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 uh, decisions and, and events that happen in our life and the emotions that are tied to it, it burns in our memory, you know, and we can yeah. recall, like, I know when I was thinking about this and so it's very emotional, you know, when you're financing automobile or doing anything with your, with your children, but you know, and back in the day, and I know in the big wide world too, that there's a lot of different examples on automobiles and, you know, Nelson talked about financing automobiles, demonstrated financing automobiles with the CD sisters in his first book, Becoming Your Own Banker. And he shows the difference with the illustrations of a life insurance policy. One girl financing through a life policy, the other sister financing with CDs. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a term for, uh, that, uh, some financial entertainers I heard one time say it's like moving rocks, you know, from one side of the yard to the other for the first several years. Yeah. The comparison to life insurance financing and then financing automobile purchases with a CD. All right. So Nelson runs those comparisons and granted they're 22 years old, but oh, look, we're all still driving automobiles 22 years later, <laughs> right? Because the book was printed in 2000. But the dramatic difference over time is unbelievable. You almost don't believe the numbers that are illustrated, right? Um, right. Comparing the life insurance to the purchase of a, of a of, or CD to the purchase of an automobile. And then, too, um, you know, I hear a lot and I've seen a lot of uh, – like, uh, well, you know, let me let me finance a home. You know, I, I want to give me an illustration or show me something on how, you know, that's more complex or more complicated or more exotic than financing automobiles. And and then I would like to say that 
I think they're maybe released on YouTube somewhere. If not, I should release them where I have demonstrated what an average automobile driver over a lifetime actually mm. spends for the privilege of driving a car and having it insured. And and it really relate it it calculates up to, you know, ballpark of about a million dollars just driving cars. And and not to go through all the details of that, but if you think about this, like I personally drive my cars into the ground. Okay. I I buy them and I drive them. You know, my dad used to say that I could, you know, squeeze blood out of a penny. And, and now I don't like to think I'm cheap, but I like to think I'm thrifty or conservative or, yeah. you know. Um, right. Now, my wife, I don't care what she drives. All right. I'm going to drive an old beat up truck that, that uh, you know, I can put my dogs in, right, and drive them around right. if they want to go. Um, right. and, and I don't care what my wife drives, really. I don't. Uh, but. She doesn't drive them into the ground. You know, I'll drive a car 10, 15 years. Yeah. She does. And the average person doesn't either. Mm-mm. So if you look at a married couple, you know, even if I drove a car for 10 years and she drove a car for 10 years, we're buying a car on average every five years. Yeah. Now, and then if you think, how long have you personally been driving? You know, I'm 50 something years old, I've been driving for over 30 years. Well, you divide that by five, and then how many cars have you driven? And I know they didn't, you know, back in the day, you could buy a car for $2,500, $3,500. Well, hell, if you walk by a car nowadays, it's liable to cost you $60,000 just for looking, right? Yeah. So I understand the difference, but um, if you drive a car every five years, right, and you're just paying an average price, you get an average fair trade-in, um, you're going to spend a million dollars for that privilege. Well, now, and then you have eight children, Right. And yeah. if they're married, you know, there's 16 people that are driving. And I bet you your children are going to have children. Like you said, your prodigy, you know, your people, your, 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 your legacy. We're talking about an awful lot of cars with just within a family. Right. And, and I know most people, you know, don't have eight children. I get that too. But we're still talking about a tremendous amount of money. Just in your case, if those numbers prove accurate, you know, that's eight, nine million dollars. We didn't even talk about your wife's car. Yeah. You know, it's $10 million in a family. And so, yeah, it's worth listening. It's worth looking. It's worth considering this idea. And is it, can you really do it? You know? So, you yeah. know, thanks for letting me share that. But you covered an awful lot of ground there. I mean, that'd be very emotional. That's a, that's a dang lot of money. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, it too, you mentioned that the volume, you know, it's $43,000 by volume. Right, I don't care what the rate is. The rate could be three percent, two percent, six percent. I don't care. Right, All right. And then you, you're not gonna. I get the zero percent financing or the one or two or three percent financing. Those are not available on pre-owned cars. Correct. Right. Okay. <laughs> Correct. So, <laughs> that's very powerful. Yeah, yeah, that you know, you know, James, you're absolutely correct, and and a couple of those were new, but the majority of them were were um, pre-owned vehicles, and um, and so that the 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 you as I said, my thought process was to um, I, I just you know thought there there has to be a better way, something that will allow me. You know, don't get me wrong. I don't want anything for free. I don't want anything cheap or don't want anything for free. But I just thought there should 
have been a better way that would allow me to make those purchases without, I don't know, just losing all that interest. And, and so that's that's the piece I was looking at. So um, I, I think that's one of the things. And you said I, I, I threw a lot out here, but I'm, I'm full. You know, I am full when it comes to this particular um, strategy, because, like I said, I was looking for it. So, um, you know, when I was introduced to it, I hit the floor running because it's, it's what I was looking for. So. Um, so, yeah, I, I you know, I, I say that to say so um, in in um, deploying or employing IBC, you know, it, it has uh, you know allowed me to, you know, make purchases. Like I said, I'm two years in, but I've already saved up enough to in, in my in my bank to to make purchases. You know, I just fact just recently, James, my uh, I live in a um, a forty two hundred square foot house. You know, we had eight kids, so it came with two hot water heaters, <clears throat> and we purchased this house. My wife and I built this house in two thousand, and so here this house is twenty two years old now, and those. Two water heaters served us well. They served us for 22 years, <laughs> believe it or not. But, you know, I figured, yeah, I was telling my wife, I said, you know, those things. Oh, finally, another thermocouple went out. And I usually I would change them myself. And I said, you know, this time, let's just forget it. You know, those things are probably so heavy. They may come through the attic, uh, through the ceiling. So let's get rid of them. So, I, you know, had those taken out and had a brand new uh, tankless system brought in. And so... Uh, I use my IBC uh, uh, <laughs> to to purchase, make that purchase. So it's been purchases like that. My wife had always wanted a what what's called a I don't know if I can use the brand, but it's called a Sunsetter. You know, on, on the back patio, it has the oh yeah, it's the the roll away. You know, you know, uh, on roof. It. You know, yeah. and it rolls up, cars up. So she's always wanted that. <laughs> on the back porch. So, you know, we made that purchase too, you know, with, with, through our IBC. And so those things work perfectly, you know, so you make the purchase, uh, pay it back as I want to, you know, I, I, I believe in paying it back. What, uh, one thing Nelson really preached was, you know, to, to be an honest banker. And that is, one of, that's crucial to this, in my opinion, because, you know, pay, pay it back. And so I, I, I'm going to say to James, if I can, even it's such a difference. I found it to be such a difference when I go online and I make a payment to a credit card company versus going online logging into my account and making a payment to my IBC. It is it's like night and day, the difference. You feel, when I write it to that credit card company, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm upset. I'm, I, I know I have to do it, but I'm like, I'm not happy doing it. But when I write it the other way to my, to my own bank, James, it's a whole different feeling. It's almost like, yeah, you know, because I know that as I uh, write this money or, 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 or um, spend this money paying back, 
to my own IBC bank. I know I, I'm paying down a balance. And as that balance goes down, my cash value goes up. You know, so it's like, how do you beat this? You know, so I, uh, um, it, it's just incredible. It's an incredible find that Nelson did. And, and man, it, it works. Yeah, it does. I love the way it does change the way you think, doesn't it? It changes the way you feel. It changes the way you think. It changes yeah. the way you look at your money your, yeah. and your cash flows. And then you're comparing all the assets you own to this and looking around. It's like, why ain't everybody doing this? You yeah. Know, it's like, what's wrong with this? What's, it's like, what's wrong with you people? It's Yeah, I, absolutely. It, it, finally, you get to the point. I've gotten to the point where but I don't care what the markets are doing. I don't care what they're doing, what they're not doing. I don't care what the interest rates are or what the interest rates are not, where they're going, where they've been. I mean, I'm aware that we've been in the lowest interest rate environment ever since in yeah. history, recorded history. Uh, and so interest rates have to go up. And you know as well as I do, they're manipulated and I can't yeah. control them. Right. right. So. And then when you get into the life insurance side of it, when you're practicing the infinite banking concept, I don't care what the dividend is. As long as the company is a well-run mutual company and they at least intend on paying the illustrated dividends and they have a history of paying dividends, I don't care what the dividend rate is, right? Um, I'm just going to do what I was going to do anyway because your children are going to buy those cars anyway. Right. Right. And we're driving these, we're making these purchases anyway. So it really gets to the point where you don't care I don't care. I've gotten to that point where I don't care what the interest rates are. No, it doesn't matter. I just want to go do what I'm doing and I was going to do anyway. And I want to control that. And I don't want to be beholden to the third-party lender. I don't want to have to roll up my sleeve and show them some fictitious number they've tattooed on my, you know, uh, (laughs) history, you know, of a credit score and that that they've assigned to me. Really? Oh, it does change the way you think. And then it changes the way you feel. Therefore, it changes the way you act. So Absolutely. You know, in a, for good. So. And, and James, not to step on you, but I have to throw this in. And then we'll have the audacity to maybe send you an email or text or, saying, or something saying, Good news, your score just went up three points. You know, like, oh my goodness, really? So, so you you know, I I one of, that's one of the things I love about um, this infinite banking concept because that kind of doesn't matter. You know, it, it does not matter when I I needed funding for those items that I purchased. I just went online and, and made a request. And I, within that, it was the first time is via check, I think. So it took a little while. Uh, that second time, though, it was a matter of a few days and the money was in my account. So, I mean, no one asked me, you know, <laughs> what did your third child have for their 13th birthday uh, dinner? <laughs> Nobody asked me any of those type questions. You know, and no one asked me, "Okay, uh, Tyrone, when are you going to pay this back? And and, and, or or here's your payment book. Here's your coupon book. Make these payments. And none of that happens. You know, it's it's I pay it back as I want to pay it back. Now, I'm you know, I'm kind of you know, I like keeping count and track of my monies, because like I said, 
raising eight kids, you you have to stay on top of your money. <laughs> and, and I like paying, you know, I like paying back. So, but if, if something happens or, or maybe I want to take <clears throat> the cash flow that I'm paying back this month, maybe I want to save those for a few months and go do something with that. You know, I have, and you said the word earlier, control. You know, that is imperative. I have the control and I can do it as I want to do it when I want to do it. So, you know, man, control is, it's, it's a liberating feeling, man. It really is. You know, and if, if you, it, it's one thing to pay, as I said, <clears throat> and we have creditors in our life and we'll, you know, we, we always will, but, but it's one thing to pay them versus because it's on their terms. It, it's on their time frame. Uh, don't be late. If you do, you know, you're going to get a ding on you on, on that, that famous credit score of yours. Uh, or, or if you don't pay this month, I'm going to call you. If you don't pay next month, I'm going to blow you up. And if you go third month, we're coming back for you. We're coming to take one of your eight kids. And so none of that happens, man. It, you know, so, so it's uh, it's it's a great thing. <laughs> uh, so um, we got the emotion and the, and the money. You did the money. You did the calculation on the automobiles, and then so you know, uh, keep going on how how your journey has been. You know how you got so, here. Okay, so <clears throat> as I said, uh, James, I, I I I remember that was a. Uh, a, a defining moment, I think, when I threw this finger in the air and I told my wife, I said, you know, this will never happen again. I'll never let this happen again. And at that moment, I'm thinking, okay, now how do I keep this from happening again? It's one thing to say this, it's one thing to feel it, and I meant it. Yeah. But now I need a plan. How do I do that? How? Is this going to, how are you going to keep this, this mandate, Tyrone? How are you going to fulfill this word, your word? And that I didn't know. Uh, so I remember um, one of my sons, <clears throat> he has autism. And uh, so we will go walking every day <clears throat> in the evening. And we'll go down to the local junior high school. And we just kind of walk around the track. And James, I'm 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 walking with him, and I have my ear set, my headsets in, my earbuds in, and I'm listening to uh, some YouTube, uh, something on YouTube. It may have been work related, and and so anyway, I think a you know an advertisement came on, and or or no, I think I know what it was. I, I went to reached in my pocket for something, I ended up changing channels. That's what it was. And so when I did, <clears throat> I heard this young couple and they were talking about something called uh, uh, the infinite banking concept. And I think, well, they called it something else. Private banking, I think is what they called it. And so I left it on that channel because I said, huh, this is interesting. And as I begin to hear them speak and they begin to talk about some of the, the key 
elements, the key points in, in, in what I, I know to be infinite banking concept. Now, as they begin to say, you know, tell me about, you know, the, the concept, that's when the light bulb went off. It was almost an epiphanous moment. And I remember saying, whoa, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, you mean to tell me that I can pay into a whole life insurance <laughs> policy, pay premium into a whole life insurance policy that's specially structured for high cash value with a, a, a participating mutual insurance company and that cash value will build to a point where it's it's usable and and you're talking about all the the you know the positives and, and, and pros that go along with that and I can use it in the sense of I can borrow against that amount anytime without you know any questions make my purchases and pay that back now the interest now and here's where these kids got it wrong but i kind of knew it inherently because they were saying you you pay the interest back to yourself and i'm thinking that can't be right nothing can be that good but it's my banking system james and i'm paying that interest back to myself i'd rather pay it back to my system that I control and I have a partner in my system called the insurance company. <laughs> and so I may pay that back to them, but it's still within my system. And that feels a whole lot better <laughs> than sending that interest to somewhere, you know, somewhere else. And so uh, when I heard that, that <clears throat> is what clicked for me. I said, so Tyrone, when you point your finger in the air and say that will never happen again, talking about paying all that interest to the car dealer, then here's your answer. So at that point, it just became a matter of finding out who's the agent I'm going to work with. And I'm going to stop right there and let you say something, Mr. Nethery. Oh, well, thank you, Mr. Tyrone. Look, <clears throat> I love that. The, uh, that, you know, I've said it in the past, and, you know, words have meaning, words have power. And, and I think that we, when we discover this, even as the agent, the advisor, the individual, we get excited, you know, and we just want people that we love and care about to know about it and participate in it, right? right. Um, <clears throat> but to be clear, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, and you mentioned the mutual company that participates, and um, the mutual company is owned by the policyholders, hence your partner. Yeah. Right. So if I'm borrowing money from a credit card company, number one, the money didn't exist. Those digits and dollars didn't exist. And even if I go down to the bank and get a loan, those digits and dollars and they didn't exist until I signed my John Henry. Right. And therefore, I am collateralizing that loan with everything that I own because it comes with a personal guarantee. And for you financial experts out there, I know that there are non-recourse loans, but the majority of you don't own them and don't have the opportunity to own them. And if you do, God bless you. Okay. The <laughs> infinite banking concept still can very well help you. Um, so when I sign on the dotted line, I'm pledging everything that I own, right? Mm. As collateral and even my future production, right? Okay. Right. And, 
and the money didn't exist, the digits didn't exist, so I'm part of the problem. And then I'm going to pay, I don't see any credit cards at four and a half or five or five and a half or six or even eight percent. The rate that these insurance companies currently charge, the 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 loans, the uh, credit cards, the I've even seen lines of credit that are 10 and 12 percent with accredited <laughs> investors. Yeah. So we can all cherry pick. You know, interest rates and timelines to make our point. And I'm not trying to do that, and I don't want to do that. So, and I'm not going to do that. So, whenever I borrow against the cash value of my life insurance policy, it's by guaranteed contract. If I have the cash value, I have the guaranteed right to to request a loan. And yeah. they don't ask me who. Are, they just ask me where do I, how do I want the funds, the money sent, and uh, that's about it. Right. And and then to uh, I now on a loan repayment, you know, if I've been paying the credit card 15 percent. Mm. Right. Why wouldn't I value my own capital or capital that I have access and control over mm-hmm. at at least that rate? So if the life insurance company charges five per se, for example, in conversation, and I was paying the credit card company 15, why wouldn't I make a 15 percent? interest quote unquote in air quotes uh why wouldn't i use that 15 percent to repay my loans well i would if i value my capital at least as much as i value the money that didn't exist from the from the credit card company and it's really very simple okay now either your policy has the ability to accept that quote unquote additional interest um, or it doesn't Um, if it does it just goes into the pua as premium so it's premium to the life insurance company above the interest rate so let me be clear there's an interest rate associated with every loan the life insurance company sets that i am actually paying interest directly to the insurance company well now if i'm part owner in the company and i am if it's a mutual company i'm okay with that company any company that i'm associated with i'm okay with them being profitable Right. Right. And so I want them to be strong. I'm directly affecting their profitability. Therefore, I'm indirectly affecting my dividend because the dividend that is not guaranteed is my experience or my share of the life insurance company's financial experience that year. So dividends are paid annually. They're not guaranteed. And they're based on the financial experience of the life insurance company. So if I'm being an honest banker and I'm repaying my loans, I'm just going to support the financial or the profitability of the life insurance company of which I'm part owner. It's that simple. Right? And I don't care how the IRS classifies a dividend. And I don't care what the financial gurus, how they hate life insurance. I don't care. I know I'm yeah. driving cars and you, sir, your family's driving 10 cars, right? <laughs> yeah. If they're, you know, if any, if you have any, if your children are married or they're going to be married, there's that number's only going to go up. Okay. Right. All right. So it is quote unquote interest to, in our deal, our deal that we're that we're controlling the purchase of anything, we the banker is right. that's interest. It's it's premium to the life insurance company, and it is additional capital to the system. It is yeah. additional capital that I have access and control over. So I know cars aren't going down in price. Nothing's going down in price. I'm going <laughs> to need more capital in the future. So right, and and we're driving these things anyway. Uh, so I think you said it's a match made in heaven earlier, something like that. I agree, sir. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, James, uh, I um, you said something that made me think of my my father. He, he you know, he, 
he graduated years ago, probably over 30 years ago. But he, he coming up, you know, he was uh, old school mm-hmm. in, the, in the sense of he, I don't think the man knows what a credit card looks like back in the day. You know, he, he died in the 70s. So I don't think the man ever saw a credit card. He certainly wasn't going to use one. And he 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 spoke. Um, he often, you know, giving admonitions of credit cards, you know, don't don't use those don't get hooked on those because you know he 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 just believed in 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 paying you know uh cash and not being beholden to 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 the uh um lender and so you know he he operated in, in cash and so i i kind of see this process to me now now i i since grew up and yeah i disobeyed dad i got me credit cards and 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 there were times where i said, man, why didn't you listen to the old man? <laughs> because those bills will add up. It's so easy to swipe. Uh, I know but, the older you got, the smarter your daddy became, right? <laughs> man. I tell you what, James, now that I'm 60, the guy was a genius, man. He was brilliant. He was brilliant. Yeah, the, the, the older I got, the wiser he got. You know, all of his sayings were so true and so on the money. It's amazing how that works. But uh, it, it, it ties back, I think, to this concept because, you know, I, I, I think one of the uh, 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 four uh, key uh, core values that, that Nelson taught, one of them, I think, was, was maybe getting rid of the snakes and dragons at some point in your life, as he called them, meaning uh, borrowing from the banks. Yeah. Um, and... Hey, I, I, I don't want to, you know, you know, um, discredit anyone's livelihood or that type of thing. But my mom first, my family, I got to see about my folks first. And so my family first. And so whatever's going to work best for me, then for us, then, you know, that's kind of, you know, what I, I need. And, and so I see controlling my own funding through the infinite banking concept works great for me and uh, you know it's something that i'm propagating to my children at, at some point i'm going to be joining my dad and and you know, i'm already lining up with my my children okay here's what needs to happen after this because uh, this is something i want to keep going this is generational wealth this is generational wealth the good book says that a good man a good man he leaves an inheritance not just to his children, James, but to his children's children on down the line, man. And so you've got to not just leave dollars, but you've got to leave a plan. Man, you've got to leave a plan. You've got to leave a concept. And so this fits the bill for me. This is perfect. And this is a part of you know my journey of how, how I got here, you know. Yeah, I I appreciate that. You know, I love that. And I and I got it in quotations. I've got to see about my people, my folks. I got to see about my folks first. And the bankers, you know, the local bankers, they're not evil people. Most of them don't even they're not even aware of how the fractional banking system works. They're really Mm -hmm. not. I mean, I've got bankers as clients all across the country. And, you know, um, 
So I mean, they're good people. They're 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 you know pillars of the community. You know they they yeah. they uh, they provide a service. You know. Uh, Doing the loans and, and so people can enjoy the things that they want to purchase and commerce yeah. and all. But the fractional banking system, by pure construct, is nothing but, uh, in my opinion, it's evil, mm-hmm. right? And they are snakes and dragons. And I'm not talking about the local good hearted right. people that are just trying to be good participants and uh, pillars of the community. I'm not talking about them on a personal level. I'm talking about the fractional reserve banking system and, and all the criminals that put that together right. still operate. But I digress. So <laughs> the, the local bankers are really good people, most all of them. Yeah. You know? um, that, that, that's uh, true too, James. And, and, and you know, you're right. Uh, you know, even, you know, I, um, my credit union tellers and, and all that and the, the managers and, and, and um, they're in my local branch. They're all good people, you know, yeah. know them and, and great, great people. But it's yeah. it's like you said, it's not the people. It's that concept, you know, it that's the the, the, the snake and the dragon. You know, it's not the yeah. people. It's, it's that concept that's designed to beat me. Yep. invest me you know yeah. and and so i i don't i don't I, I think every person who 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 comes into my life to offer service or, or product I, you know i i don't mind paying you you know i i'll give you i i have no objections to paying quality uh paying for quality because that's what i want i want something when i use it i want it to be usable and i don't mind if if you know paying you the, the reasonable rate for that. Um, you don't have to give me the, the great sale or give me the cheap yet. No, you know, I, you put your time and effort in in in, in, in uh, growing this or, or gaining that talent or that, that knowledge or, or, or that skill set, and I need it, so I don't mind paying that uh, at all. But um, don't don't beat me. In, in the sense of, you know, you, you, you're designing a scheme, you're, you're scheming, you're scheming me, you're yeah. designing something that that's scheming against me. And it's designed to get in my pocket while I sleep at night, get in my pocket, you, you know, while, <laughs> you know, all day long, you know, you, you're taking from up. So that, that, that's the thing that, that I, I object to, you know, sure. people are great, but the yeah. system needs help yeah if you lend money that didn't exist and then charge interest real money that's evil on that's on the money that that's evil that you know that my yeah. that checks all the boxes for me to meet the definition of evil right and so yeah this is the exact opposite of that the life insurance companies can't leverage they can't print money out of thin air you've had to pay a premium and mm. a the cash value is a derivative of the premium. So the more premium you pay, the more cash value you have. And the premium is being paid from your talents and your experience and your time by creating everything that you create and trading your time and, you know, and your God given using your God given abilities and talents. That's real money. Right. right? So, you know, there's, this is just the exact opposite of, you know, fractional reserve banking. So therefore, I believe it requires even more honesty. You know, we we need to be honest and pay, you know, the loans Mm -hmm. back. We need to be an honest maker because it's going to affect us and it's going to affect our future generations. Right. And it's like, 
Hell, heck, if you're in a dishonest system, fractional reserve banking, there's a lot of dishonest things that go on there. You know, and who wants any part of that? Not me. Not me. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're exposed. A young couple is talking about it. And then, yeah. uh, so where'd you go from there, Tyrone? So, and I do wait, I do want to circle back in your, in your own timeline. I mean, I want to circle back to your mom and daddy, because I'm telling you, okay, the listener, I, that's powerful, but all it, right. Okay. I'll get there too. I'll get there. Um, so, so the young couple, I mean, they, <laughs> I was really glad I, I'd stumbled across, uh, across them because, you know, what they said, it resonated with me. And as I said, it's all, it was like an epiphany moment, a light bulb went out. And I realized that the concept that they were talking about is what I was looking for. <clears throat> and so then I began to look, you know, I was, at that point, I just started watching their channel and I began to, you know, see them. And, and uh, they they were uh, just told more about the concept, more about the concept. But, but I, you know, James, I'm 60 years old, or at that time, maybe I was 58. And, they, you know, these these are young kids, maybe in their, their 30s. And I'm thinking, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but 58 years of experience tells me that maybe is not quite right. It can't be. I know it can't quite be like that. One of the things, like I said, they kept saying was that the money, the interest that you pay, you're paying it to yourself. And and that's kind of misleading in the sense of it makes it sounds like you're not paying interest. All the interest you're paying is going in your pocket. But it, technically, it's going back into your banking system. And, and as you said, uh, you, you know, that goes to the insurance company. And then um, the insurance company is profitable. And then you reap from that the profitability of the insurance company, you know, through through the dividend. So it doesn't indirectly go there, but it's, it's not direct. So it, it, that and other little things, I was saying, eh, that sounds too good to be true. So what I did was I said, well, you know, now that I know what this concept is called, let me look on other channels. And so I, I you know, start surfing other channels and I came across uh, another um um, uh, channel and there again he, uh, was a young man and he was teaching the concept but he was calling it something else too well, he wasn't calling it IBC and I began to listen to him for a while and to me it, 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 it just didn't resonate I just felt like okay let's just keep looking let's keep looking so eventually I came around to uh, this channel James and I see this guy about my age, and, and uh, he's got this Texas accent. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> now now we're getting closer to home. And so this this guy was about named James Nethery, and uh, I think you were there talking with with Ryan, and and that's when I started listening to the Banking with Life and um, podcast. And so at that point, I get to, to you guys preached. You preached the concept uh, straight out of the book, out of Nelson's uh, Nash's book. And, and he was the originator of the concept. Those questions that I had were it felt like eh, I heard these other people talking about it, but it felt like too good to be true. You brought clarity to those. And you brought 
a foundation to that. I said, okay, now, even though I don't, I'm new to this concept, some things are foundational. I know nothing's for free, you know, and you begin to put a lot of things in perspective. And so the, you know, at that point, I began to listen more and more and more. I says, yeah, okay, I think this is the guy I need to, to call and see about uh, going further into this process. And, and so at that point, um, I, I realized, you know, um, I, I knew, I knew that the concept was what I was looking for. I knew I was ready, and and and, and I knew that sooner or later I would get the agent. Now, let me say this, James: I am unashamedly Christian, and I I love the Word of God. I love you know I love the quote scriptures, and that was a. But there's a Chinese proverb that fits, you know, the way I felt at that moment. And it, it simply, you know, in the Bible, it talks about seasons. Things happen in seasons. And, and, and this proverb said it this way. It says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And, and, and so... I, I I was ready for it, and and so um, I just knew it had to be a matter of finding the right agent. And so when I, I turned to uh, your podcast that day, your channel that day, then and begin to listen further, I knew okay, here's my man. You know, here's where I go. And so I, I placed that call, and I think I uh, called into the office. And, and let me just do a digression here, James. I'm sorry, I talk a lot. No problem. But man, you're talking about. The ladies in that front office, A1 service, man. Thank you. These chicks, A1 service. <laughs> I mean, if I could take you to my uh, living room on my fireplace, I've got a birthday card from my wife. I've got <laughs> Christmas cards. I've got a Thanksgiving thing. You know, just any question I had, they were all over it. And and I mean, prompt service. When they say, hey, I'll get back with you. Let me check this out. I'll call you back. They will call you back uh, within the time they say they will. You know, just just A1 service. And, and so that that thank, just thank sealed the deal. That, that sealed the deal. That's cool. And then <clears throat> one more name let me throw out. I've, I've got to mention Jake because Jake was a guy for that kid. Uh, uh, he was the guy who I talked to. And you think I get excited. This, Well, you know Jake. He's your son. This guy, <laughs> he was so excited to share um, even more uh, of the concept with me. And man, he just, it's almost like we bonded right right off the bat, you know? And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I'm old enough to be this, this kid's dad, but yet, you know, we just bonded. And, and, you know, he was so excited about it and he had his ducks in a row. Everything he said was, was uh, it made sense. It, it followed Nelson's book. And so we just, you know, um, he began to tell me what the next steps were, and, and I think eventually we got to illustration. But I was one of those people that the you know, illustration is nice, but I, I knew, I understood the concept. And, yeah. and I know it's the concept 
is what I, I, I really want. <laughs> you know, I, I want that control. And that's what that the concept brings me. So that's how I got into the James Nather and Associates office. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Look, I'm surrounded by, I can't wait to tell them the chicks up here in the front. You know, they're cool. They're smart. And uh, they're, they're salt of the earth. They care. And, uh, you know, I hadn't released it yet. I shot a little video. It's going to go out to client only here uh, in the next few weeks. So you're going to get it. But. You know, we've got some new members. We hired three new ladies, three new chicks, right? <laughs> oh man, bad words. <laughs> no, no, I'm just they're they're beautiful. They care and they yeah. provide service. That's what the office here exists for is yeah. to not only gain clients. Of course, we're capitalists. We want to be profitable. We want new clients, yeah. but you know, we want to take care of our existing clients. And and what does that mean? I'm not. Uh, let me be clear and we take care of them. We want to be of service to them. We don't want to create dependency. We want to education, you know, uh, expand their thinking and, mm. and, and, and elevate their comfort level and their confidence level because this is different. You know, this practicing this concept is different, um, but it's not hard. And so that's what I mean when I say service. You know, if you're traveling around the world and you need a loan and you can't access something, it's it's pretty cool when somebody picks up the phone and you're calling. Yeah, you know, especially if you're overseas. And I mean, I can I can give you example after example where service can make a difference in a deal. Yes. Right. But anyway, thank you for saying that, Tyrone. I hear it all the time. They probably don't hear it as much as they need to. So, yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for saying that, and thanks for letting me. Hijack you there for a minute, but keep going, sir. Okay. And I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 um, and, and, and that's true. That's how I felt. They, they deserved it. So, uh, I, so taking this further and working with Jake, you know, Jake drew up a, uh, illustration for me, set, you know, he called me again and we kind of went over and told me, hey, this is how, um, this is uh red and, and this is how you go through this and he, he went over it with me and so it wasn't just the, the the numbers but like i said it was the concept but uh and then that eventually you know obviously um you know led me with you too james and and uh so we went ahead and uh we drew up that first policy and i said first because we have two you know i had i had to come back and because it makes sense, you know, <laughs> and it, it's kind of like you said, um, when you create the policy, um, I, I eventually found myself um, in a position where I said, wow, I wish I had to make this where I could get more money into this policy. <laughs> and, and so... Um, I, I think maybe starting out, maybe, you know, uh, I wish my vision had been bigger, you know, because at some point I realized, well, you know what, I, I, I need more room in this policy. And I think so we, we started a second one on my, the first one was on me, the second one is on my wife, Denise. And so I think hers is, we just, we're a little over a year on hers and I think I'm at two years on mine. And uh, so uh, collectively, you know, that is my banking system. And, and so um, we, as I said right now, 
we're we're I'm in what Nelson called the capitalization stage, where you know I think I believe he said like four years, four to five years, just work on capitalizing your your bank. And James, let, let me let me say this too. For some, um, I I took a, a note here if I can just share that right quick. Sure. Um, one because I, I made some comments along the way, you know, as I began to uh, practice this concept and um, one of the notes that I made here was first of all I, I'm, I'm, I'm as I said I'm a Christian I'm a, I believe in the word of God and there is a scripture that comes to mind when I think IBC first scripture that comes to mind and I want to share it because to me it's very important um, the scripture is found in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 21. And it simply says, prove all things. And then hold fast to that which is good. And so what I did and what someone who's hearing my voice and seeing this podcast and, and you're thinking about what we're talking about here. To me, that means vet this process, sit down up front and vet it, man. Put, I mean, you look at it every way, every which way, and you, you vet the process. Take your time, get Nelson's book, read the book, reread the book. Read it a third time. I don't know how many times I've read it through because you get something every time you read it. Then get, I've got the second book. Miss Julie sent me the second book uh, of Nelson's, and I've got some other books. Vet the process. Now, it's very important that you do that, James. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because you have got to get it in your mind and get it set firmly within you. Hey, this works. I see this vision. And you have to do that because the next step, and this is Tyrone's own words, Tyroneology here. Your own, the next step you're going to have to do after you fully vet it is you're going to have to not be afraid to finance your bank, man. You're going, I think, uh, James, you or it may have been Nelson, something says, do not be afraid to pay a premium. If paying a premium, if, if that phrase sits uneasy with you or, or, or scares you, then don't be afraid to finance your bank because that's what you're doing. So you 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 vet this process because once you do, you're going to start paying that that what helps you pay. Once you see the vision, then you do not have objections to financing your bank. You don't have an objection to paying the premium because you see the vision. You know that you see what's going to happen. You see where this thing is going. It, you, it's right on paper. It's right in your gut. This thing is right. So vet it and then vet it because you're going to have to finance your bank. That's, that's imperative. And what I mean by that to James is be intentional in financing your bank. 
look for cash flow. As I free up cash flows in my budget, and I pay something off, then I take that cash flow and and I'll make let it collect for a little while if it's so small, and then I'm going to send it to my bank. I'm going to capitalize my bank. One time, James, I test myself. I'm, I'm like, a, and I don't mean to hog the show, man, but this concept is great for me. I'm kind of like, a, one thing I have in common with Warren Buffett, as they say, uh, it's said that Warren, every day going to work, he'll stop by McDonald's and he will buy a, um, the the uh, English muffin, uh, uh, the egg McMuffin, yeah, the egg McMuffin sound, and so I do that a lot too on the way to work. I'll pull a Mickey D's and, and I'll buy my egg McMuffin, and that, not because he does, but because yeah, it's fast food, but it's not as bad. So I'll buy the egg McMuffin. So sometimes what I'll do, James, when I say be intentional in your financing, I will forego at $3.48 now <laughs> for a week. Let that add up to $17.40. And I may do it a second week. And, and then I will, in, and I'm intentionally doing that as a cash flow to financing my bank. Yeah, that's what I mean by being intentional. And, and you do that. So what you're doing is training yourself. You're helping yourself. Help yourself, man. And so uh, uh, be intentional. You know, in, in, in financing your bank, don't be afraid to do it. Be intentional, and so it, it, it's only going to help you in the long run. So I got other points, but I'll, I'll just hold it right there for a minute. <clears throat> okay, so we went long, so we're going to cut it here and pick it up in part two. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.